and welcome to A Word for This Day podcast. I'm Jory Schaefer, the show's host and creator, and I'm so thankful that you chose to join us again today. The chosen verse for January the 10th, 2022, comes from Paul's letter to the Corinthians. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10, and it reads as follows from the English Standard Version. I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same judgment. So as you know, it's um, time to think about um, who this letter is written by, who it uh, was written to, and the context of what was going on uh, when the letter was written. So we know from the very beginning of 1 Corinthians chapter 1 that this was written by the Apostle Paul. And I think we should back up a few verses because Scripture tells us exactly what was going on. And I'll read that to you. So 1 Corinthians chapter 1, beginning in verse 1. Paul, called by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ, and our brother Sosthenes, to the church of God that is in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints together with all those who in every place call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So not only was this letter um, sent to the church of Corinth, but it's also for all those who in every place call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours. That's us. So this letter um, is relevant to us today. In much of this letter, uh, Paul goes on to talk about the different things that were causing division and different things uh, on which the church at Corinth was compromising with the culture. And how relevant is that for us today? We see that all the time today. So one of the things that I like to do when I'm studying is uh, to look up what the words mean, Um, even though I may think I have a a good idea of what the words mean. um, It helps to look those up. And um, nowadays, you can do that with um, lots of free Bible apps and free programs on the computer uh, one of my favorite to do a word study and uh, to look up a word study is on the Logos Bible app because you can just click on the word and then click on word study and it'll tell you the original form in the Greek or in the Hebrew if you're in the Old Testament. And so um, I thought it was a good idea for me to look up and see exactly what uh, the word divisions means and We all probably know what this means, but the Greek word for that is schisma or schism, um, and it is a split or a gap. So Paul says, I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and same judgment. Now, did Paul just come up with this all by himself? I don't think so. I think he was inspired by um, the Holy Spirit. And by the time that he spent um, in prayer and his time alone with God, and this goes exactly with what Jesus had um, 
say it. It's recorded in the book of Matthew and also in Luke. Um, But when the Pharisees, who had been um, just trying to catch him in just something that they could uh, twist around or or catch him up in, had um, accused him by casting out demons by the spirit of, or or by Beelzebul, the prince of demons, um, he let them have it. Um, Matthew chapter 12, verse 25 says, Knowing their thoughts, he said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is laid waste, and no city or house divided against itself will stand. And then all the way down in Matthew uh, chapter 12, verse 30, he says, Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. So uh, Paul had been impressed by the Holy Spirit, I think, to make sure that the believers, that the believers in Jesus knew that there was no place for division. And um, later in um, in his letter, his first letter to the Corinthians, he talks about um, how the the church is is the body of Christ, and he talks about how the different members work together. And if one of those members is not working with another, um, that it, it's just bad for the whole body. That is a paraphrase. I would invite you to go back and read exactly what the Scripture says in the letter to the Corinthians. And I love this um, description or this um, exhortation that Paul gives to the church at Ephesus in Ephesians chapter 4. He says, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. If you have time to go back and look up that um, passage in Ephesians for yourself and just mark or make a note of every time that he says one, it's not a few, it's not several, it's not many, it's one. It's a wonderful and precious and humbling uh, prayer that was recorded, a prayer of Jesus that was recorded in Luke's gospel where he prayed um, just before he was uh, betrayed and arrested. He prayed for his disciples, but he also prayed for us. And he talks about unity in that. And I would like for you to listen to this and just think about when he was just before he was betrayed, he was thinking of those who would believe in him. He was thinking of you and of me. So if you look in John's gospel in uh, chapter 17, beginning in verse 20, and this is Jesus talking. These are in red letters. I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one even as we are one, I in them, 
and you and me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you loved me. He goes on to say in verse 24, Father, I desire that they also, whom you have given me, may be with me where I am, to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you, and these know that you have sent me. This desired for um, his believers to be in unity. He desired for us to be in unity with him and the Father and the Holy Spirit. And it's just very clear um, in these words of Scripture. Now, what is sometimes, I think... um, a false teaching in the world today is that everybody just needs to be unified. That is not what the scripture says. Believers are to be unified, but you are either for him or you're against him. There's no middle way. It's not Jesus plus something else. It's either you are for Jesus or you are against him. You are for God or you are against him. We can't, um, we can't ride, or we shouldn't ride the fence. We shouldn't try to make everybody happy. Shouldn't try to um, uh, include every wave of doctrine that is not of the truth. And how can you know what is the truth? You have to be in the Word. That is the only truth. As we learned a few days ago in one of the podcasts from Psalm one nineteen. Verse 160, the sum of all your word is truth. We can know what the truth is, and that that's how you will know what is a false teaching or a false doctrine. Now, does it mean that we don't love people? Absolutely not. We're called to love, called to speak the truth in love. I would encourage you not to buy into the that old deceiver's lie that is circulating in the world today, that if we disagree with someone... Um, that we don't love them, that we're a hater. Um, No, we tell the truth because we do love people and we don't want them um, to end up in an eternity in hell separated from the Father. I love this from, uh, and as you know, I love all the words and all the verses, but um, in Paul's letter to the Romans, in his closing instructions in chapter 16, beginning in verse 17, he says, I appeal to you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause divisions and create obstacles contrary to the doctrine that you have been taught. Avoid them, for such persons do not serve our Lord Christ but their own appetites, and by smooth talk and flattery they deceive the hearts of the naive. For your obedience is known to all, so that I rejoice over you, but I want you to be wise as to what is good and innocent as to what is evil." The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. So I would encourage you to strive for unity um, with other believers, but um, don't be carried away by false doctrine. Know the word, be in the word, and you can understand it. You can know it because if you're a believer, the same Holy Spirit that inspired the men to write these words lives in you, and he will help you understand if you ask him. As I close today, I want to encourage you to 
read God's Word, study God's Word, live God's Word, and share God's Word. And I'm going to close with um, a way that we can be unified if we would, if all believers would do this. And you find this at the very end of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 going into chapter 13. And I leave this with you. And I will show you a still more excellent way. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide, these three. But the greatest of these is love. Blessings to you, friend. Until next time.